My name is Marvin Jones. I represent Love and Light and the Lord, and you are now catching me on the Unconventional Christian Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Unconventional Christian Podcast. I am your host, Ladoon Thompson, and I am sitting here with the amazing, super talented, blessed, touched by God, led by God, uh, anointed by God, um, the good brother, Marvin Jones, my friend, my accountability. Um, There's not too many people that are in that accountability circle. So I'm blessed to not only be um, connected to you, but on top of that, I'm blessed to uh, be able to call you a friend. What's up, good brother? Yes, sir, brother. I feel exactly the same way about you, man. So that's that's that was wonderful. Thank you for that um, presentation and that that intro. <laughs> Thank you for having me, man. This is really really cool, man. Nah, I'm excited to have you on here today. Um, um, usually, and as always, we always start with a prayer. Um, yeah. Um, and I usually leave with prayer, but you know, it just depends on the second right before we pray. And it's at this moment, I would love for you to lead us in prayer, man. Oh, man. I'd be honored, brother. Yes, sir. <sighs> Heavenly Father, we come to you and we thank you for this time, for we know it was not our will, but your will alone we're given this time. We ask that you grant us your favor and your forgiveness. We ask that you Continue to be our guide and our provider. We thank you, Father, in advance for your wisdom, your word, your will, and your way, Father God. May your spirit and your anointing fall fresh on me and my brother, the doom, all people in peripheral to us, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, for your loving kindness and your long suffering on this day and days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes, sir. My brother, how are you? I'm good, brother. I'm blessed, man. I'm here in Los Angeles now um, um, at the house in Los Angeles and just enjoying this weather. You know, Atlanta weather isn't too friendly in the summertime, man. So, um, wow, it gets too hot. Well, it gets hot and then it rains every day. It's real tropical. You know, the weather there is really tropical. I call it tropical coming from the West Coast. It, 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 it really, um, tends to because it rains every day it gets so hot and humid that it rains every day at some point <laughs> and then wow. some days harder than harder than others but um i love it man i love atlanta i love working there um it's it's a good place yeah. but i'm happy to be back in la no i can imagine um yeah. i don't know i feel like it's 20 i feel like it's more 2021 20, than than anything else for the east coast this has not been the most this is not this summer has not been summering Right. Um, <laughs> on the East Coast has right. been very, it feels more like April showers consistently out here right now. So, um, it's, it's rained. I feel like it's rained every single day for the last two weeks. Even yeah. if it's a little bit, it's been raining. Um, mm. but you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I never complain about any weather because, um, I love, I love rain. I love snow. I love, yeah. I love the heat. Well, you know, we don't love, love the snow out here, but we uh, right, 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 we right. have a love-hate relationship. Everybody loves the snow in on the East Coast because we get to take some fire pictures with our with our winter coats on and our boots yeah. and our fall yeah. fall fashion. Yeah. 
but then we get tired and we don't want it anymore. But uh, right, yeah, right. Man. <laughs> right. How yeah, is right. everything with you and the family, man? Um, family is good. My daughters are great. Um, they're both here in LA, which is the the reason I'm here. The essential reason I'm here. I mean, of course, for work, and I I do all my work from Los Angeles as far as um, project development and or audition or whatever you know. Um, and I shoot wherever I am to shoot, but, um, my girls, my girls are good. They're here. They're happy. Um, I got to actually take my, my little one to soccer around seven. So, um, yeah, no, man, they're good. They're really good. Nah, Thank you for that. No, that's good. I, I'm, um, I'm just, like I said, it's just, uh, I'm excited to have you on here. One of the things for us is just that, um, you know, we're on the unconventional Christian podcast and yeah. I think reaching out to you to come on here was so important because I think just being someone who's in the industry, um, of just being an actor, but you're not just in, like, you know, in fact, let me, let me run that back. Um, for anybody who's under a rock somewhere who doesn't know who you are, right. um, just can you give us a, a, a slight intro into, um, the life in love with Mr. Marvin Cron Don Jones. Yeah, man. Um, well, for those that don't know, I'm, I'm I started off in um, entertainment as a, a hip hop artist um, by the name of Cron Don, and I've been a part of a lot of um, classic hip hop records and um, formed a group um, with a, a brother named Exhibit and another brother named Phil the Agony and another brother named Mitchie Slick called Strong Arm Steady, and we were out of the West Coast uh, wreaking havoc in the rap yeah. world for about 10 years. And um, then in about about 10 years ago, I don't want to age myself too bad. I just had a birthday. Now. I don't want to go on a cool I can't sell too much. But about 10 <laughs> years ago, about 10 years ago, I um, ventured into acting, man, and transitioned, not transitioned out of music per se, but really focused a little more on acting. And... Um, I've been afforded, man, some incredible opportunities. Um, I've been on, you know, network television. My first job ever was on network television on a show called Harry's Law. And then, um, did some small roles after that. And then I booked a job, um, on the first black superhero family yeah. uh, ever on network television called Black Lightning. And, yeah. uh, I was on that show four and a half years and did, you know, a few movies. Um, you know, in between that, you know, one's um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and, um, right. um, another movie called Current Occupant, which was on Hulu, which is like my first lead role in a film. Right. Really excited about that. Um, also, I, bu- I booked a, uh, a couple of parts in Heart of They Fall, but because of Black Lightning, I wasn't able to shoot it. Ah. Um, yeah, man. And, but, but yeah, that's a whole nother story, but, um, for sure. It, it's, it's been an incredible journey and now I'm developing projects on my own. Um, still acting and, 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 and auditioning doing that process, but also now, um, working on a couple of projects. I'm blessed to say that I'm working on a couple of projects, man, where I am an actor and a producer as well yeah. on. Yeah. Um, really excited about that, man. I, I won't, I'm going to keep it under wraps just for a little while longer, but as soon as I'm able to like let it out the back, cause there's some really exciting stuff. I think people will really dig. Um, I know for sure they will. And, um, I love the Lord, you know, and everything I do, especially through my artistry and, and my, um, acting and, and, and music and, um, anything I do, 
it's it's really father filtered and and I, I look at it as ministry um for god you know uh, wherever he places me in whatever arena you know i'm there to be an agent for him so um right. that that's really the the bulk of who i am i'm a father first of course right. um and a son so uh, the, everything for me is has to about me being a, a a father to my daughters and a son to the father. So mm. it goes. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that, um, it's crazy now, you know, just talking about your walk in being a transition from the music industry yeah. to the film industry. And, yeah. you know, I had no idea till just now, even though it's all the time, I, I don't think I've ever asked those in-depth questions, you know, like, you know, you weren't classically trained in film like um no no mm-hmm. not and, until later you know did i even start taking classes and 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 coaching and doing all of that you know um and now i just work with a coach i don't take i don't do a lot of classes but i do consistently work with a coach but mm. um yeah i wasn't classically trained but you know what we all i believe that we um we all play some sort of role in life at all times you know um, and, and I think life's experiences prepare us for the, for the work. And that is the craft of acting. If that is what you're going to do more so than, I mean, classes give you formality and structure and, and you need those things. Um, but you're really going to rely on your, your instincts and, and, and your life experiences at the end of the day. Right. Right. Um, and I think that for you, um, I mean, I rarely say this. I think that there's like, there's just this God given, God given like talent that lives within you. Um, and seeing you work, like you said, you know, um, I think, you know, I can say in watching Black Lightning, I can really say I see God really working and, um, working in you and using you in your, uh, in your place. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's so dope to see. And I think a lot of people don't get an opportunity and especially us of faith in having these conversations about, um, um, one moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's literally I'm outside this window. I'm just looking at an accident about to happen. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my God. So like I said, <clears throat> running that back from right there. Um, yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's dope to see in the industry that we are where people get to see an, uh, um, someone um who's a faith and, and and a child of god and a representative of god in every shape and form and fashion like there's nothing about you when it comes to your faith that is even hidden at all but in the yeah. same token um being somebody that's in the industry maybe you understand a little better why it's um not saying taboo but a lot of people aren't really as upfront about their faith maybe because of um the way the industry is set up, I'm not sure. And it takes time to really be, to be able to come out and say who I am. Because sometimes a lot of people are very, they're very private about their faith. And, and you know, yeah. I don't think that everybody has to be, um, super, hey, I'm a, uh, hey, I'm a Christian or, you know, but yeah. I think a lot of times when I see people, um, and I have these private conversations and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know there's nothing about your career, someone's career. A specific person's career that says, "Hey, I am, um, you know, that I love God." You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, why why do you think that in the industry of um, just the industry period, why a lot of people are not 
um, so upfront about their love for God? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I think there is a lot of, you know, it's a reserve because for a lot of reasons, people who are, aren't of the same faith, you know, place judgment, I believe, first off, um, based off of ignorance. Right. And, and lack of understanding of, of truly what, what, you know, faith is really about. I don't, I don't think, I don't care what your faith is. I, I go through this a lot because I am so out with my faith, I guess. Um, I don't care what your faith is that your faith does, you know, need not to be explained to anybody. It's, it's designed to make you better. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be argued or justified, you know, to anybody. It's, it's your faith, you know? Right. Um, and it, and it's, and it's, and it should be exemplified through your deeds. Right. You know, not necessarily even your thoughts and your words, even though I, I believe that, you know, the, the, the triune, the, the Christine law is thought, word, and deed, right? right? So, but even through more so than your thoughts and your words, I think that your faith is, is, is represented through your deeds, mm. you know, and, and so, you know, to answer your question, brother, it, it I, I believe that it's really centered around ignorance and, and right. skepticism based off of, of, opposite what what's believed to be opposites right in faith you know yeah whether it be between muslim christian or buddhist hindu or however it may be you know it it it, it it's really it stems from i believe more so re religiosity mm -hmm. and tradition right rather than relationship mm, yeah you know and, and, and me, I'm, I'm very, you know, and, and I was taught, um, and the best way that, you know, this walk in faith is more relational than it is anything else, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm more out because it's kind of like, you know, if I'm in love or whatever, I'm, you know, I'm going to be out with that too. You know what I'm right. saying? And, and, right. and very, very, um, transparent is the word, right? Right. With my love as I am with my artistry and, right. and, and as I am, you know, with my beliefs or my convictions, you know, um, and that's because in my faith, I, I see it as a, as a relationship first, mm. you know, and I believe, I believe that's, that's how it was designed to be. I, I truly believe. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that, um, just me being somebody that, um, walks in, I get to move in the industry a whole lot. Um, I think one thing that has always stuck with me is that I'm trying my best to be more, um, I'm more concerned about relationship than it is, um, pushing religion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. one of the big things about the brand, like, I want the brand, when somebody wears the merchandise, I want them to be able to wear it and not really have to open their mouth. But their um their their item their merch speaks for them. It just says mm -hmm. this is who I am. This is my. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even have to be my belief. Because what happens is most of the time people are going to come to you and say, "Hey, um, so what does my God versus my enemy mean to you? Like, what does that? Yeah, mean? Who is I mean, because that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying? Your brand is totally that. It says my God. It doesn't say. Yeah. It doesn't say 
you know, you're nothing about your God. It's just about my God and, and whoever that name, it doesn't say what that name is. It doesn't give you the, the, the literal name and the 99 attributes of God, right? Or even right. more than that. No, it just says my God. And you could, that could be whatever your God could be a head of lettuce. You know what I'm saying? If, that, right. if that's your God, you know what I'm saying? And you, and you, and you want to wear that and in belief and in faith in that, then I think that the brand is, it does speak to that, you know, a, a relationship that's personal. That's one thing I love about the brand. For right. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, um, for you, um, one of the biggest things I think I wanted to find out, um, like for you, when your journey with, uh, with, with God and with Christ, when, when did that fight, when did that start, uh, when did that begin for you? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, it began when I came to the end of myself. Mm. Um, there was a time in my life where it was, it was really about me. And, and I, I thought I had it all figured out. I thought I knew who God was, you know, I thought, I thought I was closer to God than anybody or, and I, and I didn't mean closer in relationship, but I thought closer in, in image, like whatever I thought was right, was right, you know? Right. And, um, you know, he, he has a, uh, a way of, um, I say it in, in like this, that he has a way of softening the meat, mm. you know? Um, um, one thing my bishop taught me is that we never find God. God finds us. He, he was never lost. We were the one that was lost. Right. You know? So, right, right. so, so when, so when I realized that I was lost, you know, then I could, I, 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 I could understand and translate and discern better what that ringing was in my ear. And that was his call. Yeah. So yeah. then I could answer that call, you know what I mean? And come to the end of myself and, and, and really, um, be found, right? The same, same, how the saying goes, I was lost, but now I'm found, right? So yeah, yeah, I was lost and, and, and thankfully he found me. But knowing that he found me so long ago, like I said, I just, I, there was always this ringing in my ear, you know, and that was his call. And then I finally picked the phone up and decided to answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so interesting when you hear that it's um you know one thing you know humble brag when you say my bishop we talk about the bishop oh man yeah he's honorable the in the world. yeah yeah td jakes you feel me yeah yeah man you know what i'm saying yeah. I, sometimes I, I i sometimes i'm like man if i could be a fly on the wall in the room yeah man that is can i touch the helm of his suit <laughs> yeah, man. I feel so privileged, man, to call him Pops and, and Spiritual Father. He's uh and I agree with you, you're doing totally I've been a fly on the wall several times and um I I I, I don't think people understand uh, I, for me and I say people don't understand, I say for me is um at this stage of my life one of my greatest privileges and, and honors. Um Yes, to be a fly on the wall, to be to sit next to him, you know, at a dinner table, or um, you know, just you know, embrace him the way he embraced, call me baby boy, and he, you know, always embraces me and puts me on his on his in his bosom. <laughs> like that. Yeah. I just, yeah, I love him, man, and he's a um, he's the greatest communicator, I think, of our time. Um, yeah, and, I, and I, I definitely think the greatest preacher and um, and bishop. You know, that I, I have ever seen or known. I've been around the church a little while. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's something, but more importantly, he's just a really good man, you know, 
and a good model. You know, we always talk about mentors and 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 and, and examples or whatnot. We have, have you, but he's he's really a model more so than a mentor. Right. You know, he is that a mentor for sure. But like I said, I've been able to glean from him from afar and up close, and and whether afar or close, he's just a model. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Nah, that's um, that's that's I, I love like his his it's um, he's surgical with it. You know what I mean when it comes. Oh yeah. To delivering a message and um, sometimes you have to sit there, and sometimes it takes a moment, but it hits. Um, you, I think, um, leaning into the space of you said you had to uh, come to the end of self. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that obedient, like so that means to me, I hear obedience is a place where. You had to just be finally be obedient. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it sounds sounds like prodigal sonish, but like, what did I have to like? That call has always been there. Once you you've bitten of a fruit and you already know, like, like, man, this 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 thing that just won't leave me alone that I keep hearing that's calling me, that calling that's on you. Yeah. Um, what? What does obedience look like for you um, at that time in your life? Wow, that's a great question too, brother. Um, you know, I think obedient obedience is a process. You know, so it, I think we struggle with that on a constant, right? That's what that's what Romans seven fourteen is, right? Yeah. Paul talks about the wretched man, um, the things that I will to do or the things that I. I began start it started to be that was the beginning of the pruning away of those things that that um, um, I will not to do that I actually do you know and and it's been a constant you know since my whole work I think our walk with Christ is that that's the constant walk right you know what I mean it is 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 coming to terms with self and and then pruning away allowing him to prune away those things, but it, it really comes with being honest with self. So I think I start to really, really start to truly be honest with myself and, and start to take the steps to, to, um, allow him to prune me back. You know, right. something that, that is still even to this day, something that I, I, I do on a constant. Mm, yeah. And, and, and the, and the more I get into relationship and the closer and the, and, and the more bond and trusting and all that that is built. You know, the more you're able to to do that, right? Um, how for you? How quickly, when it comes to obedience, how quickly um, have you seen doors open because of obedience? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. You know, what's funny is that you know because I thought you were going to go somewhere else with it, and and and. And, and I, and, but I, I love where you went with it because you know what's funny is when you, when you do obey and you, and you, and you realize what the, the, the trigger effect of that obedience was, right? Then you realize how much you were procrastinating that, that obedience, right? And how much yeah. you were, <laughs> you were yeah. taking your time to get there. You know, so I I marvel at that, man. You know what I mean? I, I do. I marvel at, at at the idea. Oh my gosh, man! Like 
I should have been there. You know what I mean? I, you know, like I really, I, I really do. Like because you know that I think that's what encourages the relationship even more. You know, when you're that honest with yourself in it, right? Right. Um, but but no, man. I mean, brother. Godly, I tell people this all the time, and I'll say this: everything you want in God is locked behind two things: your level of gratitude mm-hmm. and your level of obedience. Mm-hmm. Everything that you think or or feel like, you know, people talk about, well, I know what God has from me is from me, and I'm going to give you God, 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 God. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm with all that, and that's the truth, right? But yeah. whatever He got is locked behind. <laughs> and I mean, I tell yeah. myself these yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, whatever He got for you, brother is locked behind your level of gratitude and your level of obedience and, 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 and obedience by way of, of service too. Mm. Cause I think ultimately obedience, obedience stems into service. If you look at the, the, the relationship between obedience and serve and service, they're, they're almost twins, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I, yes, I've seen things, incredible things happen, man. Um, right in the way of obedience, they, it, come, it goes hand in hand, you know. And this is the thing I want to add to that, if I can. Uh, um, I was in a, I was in a fellowship, um, and 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 this is what we were we were chewing on is is this we have to know the difference between if we're obeying God or if we're obeying man. Hmm. And 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 I think a lot of times we get caught up in obeying man more so than we do obeying God, you know, and I would just speak for myself, you know, and that's what I've learned is, is, is obeying God and obeying man look quite different. Right. And, um, you know, we're called to serve God and not man. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a step that we have to be mindful of. Right. You know, in that. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I totally, man, when it comes to obedience, it's a, obedience is a constant journey, man. Just because I think yeah. that a lot of times people have been obedient in their life, but they just don't realize that there are certain times there've been comfortable obedience and then there's, there's going to be obedience that's uncomfortable. And yeah. I think we're more tied to obedience that feels comfortable for us. Like God is like, Hey, I need you to go help this person. Okay. I could do that. Then there's the uncomfortable uh, obedience when this guy's like, I need you to leave that that business that you're in that's paying you X, Y, Z amount of dollars. I need you to step into this space. Yeah. Like, wait, wait. God, I prayed for this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Where we are, I prayed for this specifically. Right. And yeah, man. Like, like, like you said, the the blessing is tied to the obedience because. That same journey is the same thing Abraham had to go to. Like he prayed yeah. for this one and only son that he had. Yeah, man. And and because of his immediate, his instant obedience, blessings flourished for years. Yeah, man. Years. And he didn't have to give the son up. Like he thought he was, even though he was obedient to do it, he, he ended up not having to do that. Absolutely you know, not. Yeah, yeah, that, it's like God yeah. sometimes is going to test you to see if you're willing to do that so he can bless you. And then that's not like that. That next level blessing is tied yeah. to your yeah. obedience. Yeah. A lot of people do not know that. They don't understand that. But I also understand why people 
um, are not sure. It's 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 a it's a constant journey to get into that yeah. space of being able to be obedient quickly too. It's a trust thing. Yeah. It's a trust thing, man. And we all, like I say, we go through it. Um, I'm I'm trying to get better with it, but I have haven't perfected it by any means. Yeah. Um, it's a trust thing, man. That's why we, we marvel at Abraham because of his trust, you know. Um, and you know, as you, as you go on, you know, there's people who did, weren't as trusting, you know, they, they yeah. go down the line and, and, and especially in the Old Testament, you know, you go through the Samuels and you go through, you, they, it's some that weren't as trusting. It was a lot, you know, there's a lot of kings that, that, that weren't as trusting and, and people of, of power and that, right. that as Abraham. That's why he was the father of faith, right? That's why he, right. Abraham is our father of father faith because of faith. Yeah. He, he, he was, like you say, immediate trusted out the gate, you know, and we are far, we're so far down the line. Oh God, you know, when it comes to that, right. You know, and, and it's a struggle. It's, it's, that's why it's about the relationship. Right. Because the more that you can have that relationship and build that trust and you're transparent and vulnerable on each side, because God, God can be no more transparent and vulnerable than he is already every day. Right. Right. So, so once we become that, we have to become that with him, with ourselves. Right. And then, and then that relationship can build and the trust can build and, and you can see over because that's the thing. If you think about it, no matter what he is asking us to do in the, in the field of obedience, it, whatever his ending is always going to be bigger and better. Right. Than what we had in mind. That's Ephesians 320 is going to always be that. And, and it's just like really remembering that man and remembering. Yeah. Like, you know, um, that, that, that God, God will hold no good thing from us. No. God will hold no, no good thing from us. It may not come when we want it. Yeah. When it does come, it'll be like you never missed a day. No, sir. Come on, man. That's his mm-hmm. promise. Those are his promises. Latter days better than your former days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That those are, those are his, that's a promise of God. He's going to always do it bigger and always do it better than what you had. Yeah. You know? um, um, I was watching A.R. Bernard. And I love A.R. Oh Bernard. A.R. Well. Bernard is great, man. Oh, my God. He's phenomenal, right? And and and, and he said that what God um, has for you is going to always be better than what God had for you. Mm. So, God has people be better than what God had for you. Yeah, man. So, yeah. you know, that's speaking to our future, what's to come is going to always be better than what was before. You know, um, he was, he was speaking out of that Isaiah 43 and 18 about, um, 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 you know, to don't remember, don't dwell on the past, leave the past alone. I'm about to do a new thing, right? It's going to always yeah. be, it's going to be a bigger thing and a better thing than what you had mm-hmm. before. He's, he was, he's a desert. I mean, he's a, he's water in the desert always, you know, yeah. and that, that speaks to, the, when the when that call, and see, when you're getting that call, you realize once you you, you allowed yourself to be found, right? Is you you realize? See, this is where the honesty comes in, and you have to realize. Wait a minute, God was there the whole time, even when I wasn't looking up. He was looking down and right. being covering. You see what I'm saying? You gotta admit right. that. You're like, wait a minute, right. hold on. This cat was here the whole time. <laughs> you know, when I was cold as ice, this cat was was right there. You know, so, right, right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nah, that's 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 good. You dropped some bars there, because um, I, I think that um, 
for you when it came to being in the industry now, like I'd love to, to go back to uh, uh, an example now. Um, Michelle Williams was on here a couple of weeks ago and she said, delayed Oh, I love her. Yeah. Delayed, delayed, delayed obedience is still disobedience. Yeah. Yeah. So for you in, in, in your life, where has that, have you ever witnessed a time when there was this delayed disobedience and you, um, and you, um, felt like you felt the repercussions of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, always. I'm that hard. I'm harder. People, my brother always tells me, he always tells me, um, God, my agent is calling me right now. That's a hope. That's a good sign. Um, <laughs> it always is, though. Um, um, yes. I, you know, my relationship with the father is so that, you know, where, you know, he's like sitting right here with us right now as he is. And he's promised wherever two or more gathered. Right. I am there. Right. So I really believe that. So he's sitting right here right now. I know. So, I see him. I, I see the light shining behind you. It's crazy right now. Well, out, you, no, I'm telling you that sun is beaming is, is perfectly beaming behind wow, you. And wow. it came out of nowhere as soon as you started saying that, but Wow, wow. Um Yeah, man. So so it it really it I I know when he spanks me, man. I know when, you know, when the father is is didn't feel that, you know. I feel it in my spirit because I communicate in, in, in as pure faith as I can to him. And, mm-hmm. and he communicates back and he tells me through things. It, it, it might be a text you might send me out of nowhere or something like that. You know right, right, or, right. Like, I'm, I, you know, we serve an intentional and detailed God, right? What we do is we, we, oh, man, that's good that we, we, we allow the noise of life, right? To drown out the voice of God. Right. And, 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 and once we start snowing that, well, he's immutable, right? So there's a fly or something. He's immutable. So he it means he's speaking through every detail of our life with intentionality. Right. Right. That makes sense. That's how he works. He's speaking through every conversation in every situation. And, and you know what I'm saying? Even when you get mad or like, like say with them people outside and he, he was blowing horns at each other, he was speaking to them now what they was listening and what, what they, and how they were communicating is, uh, you know, remains to be seen. Right. But, but he's always, he's immutable. So he's always there. And, and, and when, when he reacts in a way that does not go in our favor. It goes back to what you said that like, like the James one that every good and perfect thing comes from above. Right. So, so, and, and, and then also that the promotion comes from him. So everything that we are, are, are seeking and, 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 and working for in every aspect of our lives, right. Right. In every aspect of our lives, he is in the detail of it. Right. You know, and, and so if it goes our way, he was in the detail. If right. it doesn't go our way, he was in the detail. Mm-hmm. And, and you are, like you said, through your obedience, you, you know, like, like, you know, I don't know how many people are watching that have children. I know as a father, I know my relationship with my daughter is I spoiled her, right? Yeah. But I only spoil her because in the relationship, she's obedient. Right. Ah. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to do for her regardless. Right. But the spoiling comes in. You know what I'm saying? Due obedience. to the obedience. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> now that's 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 and and that's those are bars because I think a lot of people don't understand. Like when I really think about it, like you said, I've never looked at it in that point of view that the spoiling comes from the obedience a lot of times. Yeah. Um, yeah. We buck. We buck a lot to some things that we we know we hear clearly from God when it comes mm-hmm. to our lives and um just doing certain things because of sometimes convenience sometimes it's um we don't want to be comfortable in a, we don't want to be uncomfortable in a certain season and then a lot of times it comes to um sometimes our allegiance to people around us is we we're more obedient to man and people around us than we are to God. That's what I said. Quickly. Yeah. Being obedient to man is not being obedient to God for sure. Right, right. And sometimes we tie ourselves to certain things, projects, and projects sometimes are people, sometimes they're relationships, sometimes they're businesses. And when we tie ourselves to these things, we feel like, nah, like this we start to make the creation that God gave us, um, God, and we start to make that our God. Yeah. And yeah. that's when we have, we'll find out that we serve a jealous God. Amen. Amen, brother. Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, brother. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, I think that one of, um, something that's important for me to touch on with, um, you. So I like just even specifically when we talk about the light, right? We talk about mm-hmm. the light. Um, you know, you coming up as an albino man, um, yeah. um, how, how has that affected your journey, um, in life? You know what I'm saying? Cause I think that not too many people get to have those, hear those conversations and understand what it's like, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to growing up in a, a albino child and coming into the industry at that rate and then being able to, um, also transcend into the film industry. Um, and you know, like, like how your, how your mind once thought of, of who you were and then uh, like understanding, you know, this, you know, this is why this, I'm this, you know, this is why I am the way I am. Yeah. Um, it's been a, it's been a wonderful journey. Um, and, and I, I would say in, in truth, a beautiful struggle. Right. Um, growing up. In South Central Los Angeles, where you know you didn't see a, a lot of black men who looked like me at all, right. um, it left me with a lot of questions for God, you know. Okay. And, and um, oops, excuse me, this this flies to devil. Um, and um, this fly, this fly, want to end so bad. Yes, he wants to be in this so bad. <laughs> um, and it, it left me a lot of questions for God, but it it. It also, I think it, it, it sent me on a journey to find him. Yeah. And, and to be found by him, I think, you know, it, it and I can't say to find, but it, it allowed me to start seeking out the answers, you know? Right. And, um, it also, you know, it, it gave me a lot of empowerment too, because, you know, and early on, I would say by the time I was, you know, 12 or 13, man, I really realized that, um, and I don't know what was in me or what happened, but I really got early on that my uniqueness was a gift. I don't know. It was someone who poured into me, somebody who poured. I know Talif Kata is one of them. 
Um, when I was about 15, though, I was a little older at that point. I had already kind of knew it a little bit then, a little bit. But I just knew that my uniqueness was a, a was a gift and it was something that was going to, um, if I if I was handling it right. Right. You know, and that and that's that that began within, right? So it, mm-hmm. to begin within, right? If I was handling it right, then being the 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 only one in the room, you know, being the one who stood out the most, right? You know, um, I could use that to my advantage. I learned that early on in junior high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they was gonna if 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 I was intelligent enough and and had enough strength and courage to to actually be in that and walk in that, you know. And and then I would say it did not it did not answer every question though. You right. know, I think in the beginning it, it just it kind of gave me a a armor, you right. know, before I knew it was the armor of God. It it, it definitely mm. gave me an armor though. And mm. um and I began my process and and it and, and then the and the journey as I got older got a lot easier. Now it 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 still is something that I won't say is over. That journey is not over, you know. Um, but I do know that that every year God set me on a trajectory and purpose, you know, um, to actually realize myself for for what He gave me this responsibility, you know, to advocate, to educate, to entertain, right. you know, to enlighten and hopefully enhance the lives of many many people from this place. Right. Right. And uh, it's, it's it's like, you know, and, and part of this tells me about like the journey of how God will open certain doors, because, you know, looking at where you are, you know, somebody may say. I think somebody may say it like, oh, um, Marvin Jones is a newbie actor. He's new in the industry. But um, where you are right now, it's like God will open doors no more can close. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and and also align you with people to walk with you in this journey, because you know, I think what's so dope is being able to say, you know, to see you and Will Catlett in in the yeah. same space. You know what yeah. I mean? To still sharp and still opportunity. So yeah, 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 yeah. I see him and I just was crib uh, day before huh? yesterday. I just was crib the day before yesterday. Yeah. Oh, he lives in L.A. He lives in LA, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and so it's such a blessing to watch um, him in the industry and how he moves and him and his wife. And, yeah. And just to see how they they move um, as as believers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and how they conduct, like, you know, just conduct themselves. And they I- met at church. They met in the church, you know, him and his wife. And like, they're, they're a true testament of, of obedience, man quick obedience you know what i'm saying that's one thing i tell him all the time like he is a testament of that because he obeys quick that's one thing i love about him and i I learned from him is that brother you know he's a prophet in that way is is he hears the the the, the call and he jump i mean lightning fast and i'm not you know i'm not saying he's perfect in that sense either from what i have seen though you know whether it's to speak over somebody's life or if a father tells him to do something or sow something or by the way right away yeah um and um i can think for me um now just being in the industry where you are now um fourth season um of black lightning now the season over um now i think it's opened so many like doors for you because i think a lot of people don't understand how strong 
like you you came in this industry strong you know what i mean yeah, you know you, what i mean you came in strong you, like most people like i said most people think that you came in and you were already a classically trained actor now yeah, yeah. um how um as you're getting ready to now these doors have opened for you now you're in a space and you're able to make um you're able to make moves in the industry as an executive producer and yeah. as an actor at the same time um what's next for you um like what what if you could do anything in the industry as far as bringing change what type of change do you plan on bringing to the industry oh wow well first of all being uh, and, and i appreciate all of that doing all those flowers brother i appreciate it so much um yeah, you know, one, you know, being afforded the opportunities that I've been already as an actor and a black man with albinism in Hollywood is, has already broken down doors that have never been, been, um, open. And, you know, that's why I am so forward with my faith because I know that, that every promise of God, I am a walking and living example of it. You know, one that is your gift to bring you before great men. Um, I'm going to open a door no man can close. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can yeah. go on and on with that, you know, and, um, you know, one thing I would like to see change is, is how people view black, you know, um, in this industry. I think that, um, the blacks, the black experience, um, you can't have the full black experience without having albinism somewhere in there. Yeah, you know, I I truly believe that. Yeah, in my heart of hearts, I think that's one of the unique and beautiful things about Black Lightning. Yeah. Um. And I I and I and I don't I don't want to be cast or I don't want people with albinism cast because of their look, but mm. more so because of their talent. Yeah. And and the truth of the story. Yeah. Um. I do, I do, I wasn't classically trained like that and go to grad school at NYU or Yale or something like that, but, but I do take the craft as serious as someone who did. Yeah. And I, and I, and I study it that way and I train that way. Um, and I, I, I give all to my guys, you know, my guys, meaning my characters and my roles, whoever, whoever I'm commissioned to play or even audition, permission to audition for. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see that change first. And then, um, I would, I would, I think that it, it would be a wonderful place if, if we were truthful and more forward with, um, what we believe, because then that would hold us to some sort of accountability, right? right. And that would hold us to some sort of standard of merit, right? No matter what you believe, no matter what your faith is, yeah. that like I say that I don't, that I'm not here to argue faith, you know, I'm, I'm just here to see it, right? You know, and, 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 and witness it, be a part of it. So. Um, those are things I would like to see, you know, ultimately too, I, 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 and I see it going this way, but I want to see more of it. I, I want to see, um, women and, and more importantly, black women more empowered in right. the business. I, I, I think that, um, you know, they are incredible storytellers and, and most importantly, you know, they're the mothers of our existence. So it, you, you get a certain, um, attention to detail, you know, in in from from them, you know, storytellers that I've worked with, whether it be writers or directors or even actors, you know. Um I've been able to work with some incredible, incredible women and, and, and they just it's just a different thing, you know. Um 
yeah. So, so those three things, man, you know, and, and like I say, I want to see more black people win, man, you know, right. ultimately black men, women, children. I think, um, we haven't even scratched the surface of the stories that, um, you know, shine light on the black experience in totality. I don't, I don't think that we've even began, brother, to, to delve deep, even like some of the projects I'm working on now, man, you know, telling some real biopic stories, you know, that are going to educate and entertain, you know, people that we don't even hear about or talk about that have incredible lives and are, you know, very instrumental in who we are as black people today. And we don't right. even hear about them. Talking, I mean, we see that happening just over the last couple of years with, you know, how, how Black Wall Street and the, and the Tulsa massacre and all these things are just now coming out. People talking about, oh, I didn't even know that happened. And, you know, things like that, you know. Right. Um, I think we need to really open it up to, to more than just your, your cliche, you know, slave movie or, 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 you know, there's so many things and layers that of, of slavery that we've even yet to embark on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, me personally, just even being a believer alone is that I think that there's room for, there's room for someone to come up with a film production company strictly based on telling the Bible from the black experience. Oh man, that's phenomenal! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. I think a question that I thought for you is that um, what 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 Bible character, if you had to play one, who what which character do you relate to the most? You know, I was blessed and and, and given the grace to. Um, I don't know if people saw it. If you go look it up um, for for T D Jakes's um, Easter huh. presentation, he did a short film. Um, actually, not a, like a church presentation but it was he actually filmed a film it was like yeah. a highly pr- produced film and and i was commissioned to uh which i was honored man um to play peter mm. so i did that this year and, and it's out now you can watch it and i played peter um i enjoyed peter very much i learned a lot about myself playing peter too a lot about peter that i already knew but then you know putting myself in that yeah um, um yeah, you know, Peter, Peter, Peter was sometimes he had delayed obedience, right? Sometimes he obeyed, but then sometimes he was in the delayed obedience. So he's proof of the pendulum that swings inside of our spirits and souls, right? Yeah. Um, man, um, this is a good one. Um, I, you know what? I would, I would love to play Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. yeah. I would love, I'm like a Daniel cat. You know, I, I, I see myself as, as that, you know, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. I'm working toward that. And that's so funny, even, uh, Dan, uh, you know, Darius Daniels has this Daniel. Yeah. Den. Uh, we have this, uh, mentorship program I'm in with him that is, uh, it's called the Daniels Den. And, uh, ah, yeah, yeah. And we talk about, like, one of the biggest conversations, how important it is for Daniels to be out in the world. You know, yeah, man. Because Daniel was, Daniel, ideally to me, now when I, learn more that he is your ideal unconventional christian you know totally. 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 totally 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 <laughs> it's so is. much i mean if i personally for me if i was going to i would definitely lean more into um i think i'd be more leaning into uh joe ah my gosh you know yes um, yes yes Job yes. Is, a, is a very interesting story and then there's jephthah who's also another interesting story that people don't know about yeah. people don't yeah. know a lot about jephthah jephthah's in the book of judges right and, um his story is i think it's a very tragic um tragic but beautiful story 
and, and that story is about um that story really leans into obedience as well too but it also deals with trauma as well mm. like you know specific childhood trauma that has you attached to people in certain ways you right know I mean? right okay and, um, okay um you know and you know before we get out of here you know because i just you know I, I appreciate the time too um, no i appreciate you brother no, uh, for you as a black man in this day and age, how um, important for you now, um, as you got older, has it um, you got into a space of dealing with your your traumas from your childhood? Man, um, wow, that's a good one too, brother. Um, I think now it's really a truth thing, you know, being being very much so truthful with self. And how those traumas have um, been a guide for me, you know, yeah. and and also how they have how they've been a derailment for me, and and be honest with that, yeah. Um, and you know, I know the saying goes, you know, God guides what God provides, you know, and I mean, God provides what God guides, you know, but you know, God can't guide in areas where that you do hide. So yeah. Um, I, I really am now being really transparent with the residual effects of my childhood traumas and, and, and making it my daily walk and my daily, you know, kind of like, you know, the fat, um, I'm, I'm working on a book now called the great, I'm not, excuse me, it's called domino effect. And the first chapter in the book is called the great undoing. And, um, it really deals with that. You know, it's a, it's a everyday work. I think that is the journey of life is to, to dig off the dirt that was thrown on us, you know, by people, um, um, parents, people, partners, places, and positions, right, that we're given. Yeah. Um, that a whole heap of dirt is thrown on us very early in life. And it's, and it's, you know, not welcomed by us. And it's, and it's a lot of times unbeknownst to us because we're so young. Yeah. And then we just, and then we just are stuck with the job. Because yeah. no one picks up a shovel and helps us dig the dirt off, even though they might have been the ones to throw it on us, right? Right. Uh, we we have to take that, you know, take up our armor and our shovel and get to work. And it's an everyday thing. So, um, you know, or like some say, it's trimming the fat, right? The trimming the fat of life and the trimming the fat of experience. Um, you got to get in the gym every day, brother. Yeah. You got to get in the gym every day, man. So. So I, I'm I'm more um, honest now, and and I and I and I make sure that I hit the gym every day, you know, in a in a literal sense and a figurative sense, right? And 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 make sure that I'm I'm there to trim the fat and do the work, you know, whether it be prayer, meditation, study, um, ministry, and 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 really coming to the end of myself. When you come to the end of yourself, truly, you know, you you. It, it it has a lot to do with the things that are going on in yourself, you know, that, the you know, the, the, the soul being the self-conscious and then, but the spirit is the God conscious. So, you know, staying in the spirit of the God conscious will heal the soul and the self-conscious. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Like that's, that's, <laughs> man, I think a lot of times um, as men and, 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 and black men in our community, I talk about it all the time. I just don't know if a lot of people know how much that um, we don't realize how much of our healing in as far as our childhood traumas is tied to our ability to go to the next level. Um, 
um, purpose-wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many yeah. times that we've seen in the Bible where certain people's traumas from their childhood end up, you can say the Bible alone, but in real life, you see how people's traumas from their childhood end up tripping them up in their purpose. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Some of us get yeah. places of people pleasing and um, people pleasing um, alone in itself is seen so many times in the Bible. You know, you see Abraham, like, you know, he loved Lot, and even though Lot was you know, a taker and he wanted to keep him around, but there was that love for him that got him to a space where he didn't even hear from God for a long time until yeah. he separated from him. You know what I My mean? God. There's, yeah. there's David's need to people please when um, he had uh, one son that was sleeping with his daughter, but he wanted to turn a blind eye because he didn't want to, he didn't want to have well, to kill his son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, now you have yeah. a daughter that's unable. You have one son that. Wow, I just was reading son. that. That's in, yeah, we're just reading that. Yeah. that. That's in Kings or something. I think it's in Kings or yeah. Samuel. It, 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 it's in Kings, I believe. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to misquote. Nah, but, yeah. you see how people's uh, people pleasing ends up yeah. tripping them up consistently. Like, let like me say that. And that's, that's, it's, it happens. And so if you really dig deep and you look at some of the actions and things that have happened to certain characters, you see how it plays yeah. out. Cause people don't really talk about those small details. We kind of like yeah. in past that. We talk about their victories and we talk about their big losses. But Come those on, things that happen that trip us up later yeah, on man. in life that we have to really fine tune. Amen. So true, brother. That's yeah. good. That's yeah. real good. Um, uh, one, uh, I think a last question for me, because I think I, I'm really leaning into this space, um, for you, um, how important has fasting played, um, a big Man. part in your, uh, prayer and spiritual life? Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm becoming... Uh, I, you know, I'm just, I'm always finding a reason to fast, man, and, and just looking for any call to fast, brother. Um, I just got off of a, almost a 40 day, not, not full, but I, I was only, you know, I was, do, you know, fasting from different things, and you know, sugar and, and, um, was only doing, um, fruits and veggie, veggies really on like a Daniel thing, almost 40 days. Mm. Um, yeah, man, really good. Um, and, and then from, from a lot of, you know, fleshly things. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's, 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 it, you know, it's, it's played such an important role in my walk with God because it's, it has everything to do with what you started off with is the obedience. Yeah. And it, and it, and it ties, that's where I was starting to begin to tie the obedience and the service together. Right. You know, in my fasting, where I really saw it working hand in hand, you know, left foot to right foot. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, the Bible says in Mark 4, um, I believe 4 and 10, that the secrets of the kingdom of God will be revealed to you when you're alone. And, and, you know, my walk with the Father, you know, is, is something that I truly believe, you know, the secrets of Him for me are, have been revealed in my solace, in my solitude. Um, in my place of fasting, I say alone, see, because then if, you're, if I'm at the table with a bunch of people or if I'm somewhere and I'm the only one fasting, then I'm alone in that situation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or if I'm somewhere and everybody's drinking, everybody's smoking and everybody's doing whatever and I'm not doing any of those things, I'm alone in that, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and I do believe that, 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 that there's secrets to the kingdom that are unlocked in that place. 
Um, so, you know, anytime you purge the body and purge the flesh, you're going, you're going to, to, um, feed the soul and you're going to feed the spirit, you know, more readily. And you're going to be, you're going to be, um, in a place of clarity of mind that is going to allow you to hear the voice, uh, of God a lot clearer. And when there's so much internal noise and, and, and external noise, we deal with the internal noise and the external noise. So, um, it's helped me in such a way, man. Right. Nah, um, bro, you know, I, I mean, this is, this has been a great conversation and I hope that I can continue more of this soon. Yeah, man. Um, yes, sir, brother. I, I, I love everything you're doing. I'm inspired by it. Um, and thank I, you, brother. Thank super, you. Bro. Super blessed to be in, in alignment with you. Uh, before we dip, I definitely I feel the same way, man. For I, sure, brother. Indeed. Yeah. And before we before we leave, I want to um, definitely do a we do a rapid and um, okay. okay questions real quick. So just to okay, you. let's do it. So uh, first one, you know, um, you're still to me. You you know you're 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 part of hip hop uh, legacy. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Ready to die, all eyes on me. Godly man, oh, you're gonna get me in trouble, man. <laughs> this is not like drink champs where I can say both and then we take a uh... shot or something like that. <laughs> uh, godly man, I'm from LA, man. You're gonna get me just beat up for this, man. <laughs> um, um, but I'm more ready to die. I am, okay. you know, in, yeah. in the album, Biggie Smalls. I'm not ready to yeah. go yet, father, but. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, great things. I give you another opportunity to, to redeem yourself. Then there's Machiavelli or um, Life After Death. Ooh, that's a close one too, man. Um, I like Machiavelli better than Red, but then All Eyes on Me. Personally, I yeah. did. I like Machiavelli better than than All Eyes on Me. Um, I really did. Um, yeah. That was that's 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 from the beginning. You know what? So I'll say. You know what? I'll say. I'll say. I'll say Machiavelli on that one. Yeah. Okay. That, that album, that album did something for me with Tupac. That's when I really, like, I was always a Tupac fan, but that one, was, I got it. Like, I got what all of the hoopla was about on Machiavelli, yeah. for sure. Favorite album of all time? Oh, my gosh. Um, Stevie Wonder Songs in the Key of Life, or it's a real tie. It's Stevie Wonder Songs in the Key of Life. Or, or or Marvin Gaye, um, I want you. Yeah, yeah, those, those are, are the, those are the, my two favorite all time. Um, if you had to, if you had to pick between one of these two, which one of these would be your best or favorite accomplishment to receive a Grammy or to receive an Oscar? Gosh, these are good. I would say, you know what? I would say, um, an Oscar because, um, I, I, I think the Grammy, I've been nominated for a Grammy before. And I think, um, and I think, you know, I, yeah, I'm, that's a, a part of how I began. And I think people would expect that they would be like, Oh yeah, you know, a lot of people come out of the woodworks and go, Oh yeah, I was bad. I remember his first album. I was, you know, I was at his first show. But with the Oscar, I don't think no one would expect that. I think that it's like with my acting now, you know, like I think one of the things is people always tell me that, that, you know, 
again, like you say, I'm, they think I'm classically trained, you know, and I'm not, you know, and that just shows the God in me and God working through me. So that what I think would be a greater testimony with the Oscar, to be honest. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and, and the last question, um, Fred Hammond or Marvin Sapp? Whew. God, Lee. <laughs> Jeez. You know, I was just watching something with Fred Hammond, and I didn't know this. I was just watching this thing on Fred Hammond, like a podcast like me and you were doing. It's funny. I was working out in the gym, and I was watching it because I love Fred Hammond. I love Marvin Sapp, too. Yeah. And and I and I, I was watching this thing. I just was doing, like, last week, brother. And uh, I didn't know that Fred Hammond put Marvin Sapp on. Did no, you know that? I didn't know that either. Yeah. No, that I didn't know that. That's this why you're saying po- it. That's this is on a podcast? This is on a podcast. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'll okay. send you the link. It's really yeah. dope. So it's a dope, dope podcast. I didn't know that he, you know, he gave Marvin Sapp his, you know, passed him the torch and all of that. You know, I didn't know that, bro. It's dope, oh, too. Oh, I, I mean, literally, as a as a person who came into gospel later on in life, I kind of I kind of really learned who Mar- Marvin Sapp was because of, you know, um, tragedy that led to right. um, Never Would Have Made It. You know what I'm right. saying? That's yeah. how I was more in tune to him, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I love them both. Um, but I gotta say Marvin Sapp. My name is Marvin. You know what I mean? I actually just met him and, and watched him sing it at my, the church I go to in Atlanta. My brother, um, Bishop William Murphy. Shout out to William Murphy. That's my brother. Yeah. And uh, an incredible gospel artist himself and, and Grammy Award winner. He's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, I just, and I met Marvin Sapp. So I would say Marvin Sapp, but Fred Hammond, come on, man. That's, that's like Jay Z. <laughs> he's like he's sick he's super sick and i think my uh my bonus question um this would be um favorite superhero of all time batman without a doubt gotcha. batman yeah. batman without a doubt yeah 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 um and um this is a question that we ask everybody um what makes you an unconventional christian I think what makes me an unconventional Christian is that, that I see God in, in all things, um, in all details of my life, even in my shortcomings and my disobedience. I know God is with me and I truly believe that. Um, and I, and I don't, I don't believe that I have to look a certain way, dress a certain way, or do a certain thing to be a son of the Father. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I was already given that, right? Predestinated. Right. Romans 8 and 29. Yeah. Predestined before I could even, before he formed me, Jeremiah 1, before he formed me, you know, I could go on. I, 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 I do know who I am and whose I am in whatever situation and circumstance you see me in. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's, that's real. Um, yo, bro. I'm super thankful, uh, like I said, for you taking the time out today to join us today. We're blessed to have your presence on the Unconventional Christian Podcast. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll have you on here for part two. Hopefully, I get you on the prayer room. Yeah, um, man. All of yeah, that, man. Super thankful for that. Um, yeah, and let's build from there, bro. I see the sevens, man, for completion, man. Yeah. Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs>
Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know who you are, man. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, man. That's yes, it. Sir. That's we, it. We thank you for having on here, man. And um, that's that's another episode of the Unconventional Christian. You guys have a blessed. Thank day. you for having me, blessed man. Evening, wherever you are. Thank you. Love you, brother. Love, bro. Yes, sir. Love you too, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir.